Welcome back to the NC Fit Insider, everybody. I'm super excited to have you tuning in to another episode today. I'm sitting down with NC Fit Mountain View coach Ryan Blackwell, who had a really interesting start in the NC Fit family. He started as an intern, well, actually, originally as an athlete, moved into our intern program, got hired on as a part-time coach, and now leads a full-time position at our Mountain View location. Ryan talks about what that process was like, how his background in sports reporting and investigative journalism got him ready for such a role, and how he's able to use those same skills to build rapport with clients today. He also shares what it was like to have a firsthand experience at this year's Super Bowl, so get excited about that, and we get an inside scoop on what that halftime show was really like. I'm super excited for you guys to hear this episode, and as always, if you or anyone you know would be a great fit for the show, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to email me at lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, at nc.fit. Enjoy the show. That's literally as I hit record. Sorry. Greg Olson signed with the Seahawks. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, this podcast is now canceled. <laughs> we need to go that grieve. bad luck. We bad need luck. to go grieve for bad a second. Luck. Um, well, guys, I am sitting down with Coach Ryan from Mountain View. Uh, welcome to the show, Ryan. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, So I kind of thought that we could just chat, let the audience get to know you a little bit. I know all the Mountain View members know you quite a bit, but, you know, let the larger NC Fit family kind of get to know Ryan a little bit. Sound good? Yeah. Cool. So I thought we could kind of start with uh, maybe just introduce yourself, where you coach, what you coach. Yeah. I'm Ryan Blackwell. I'm six foot two wagon. No, <laughs> he likes long like walks yeah. on the long beach. Walks, yeah. Um, no, uh, Ryan, I'm originally from Monterey area. Uh, my family moved, relocated there from England eventually. Um, came up to San Jose, I want to say five, six years ago, probably a little bit north of that. Um, was working for the Sharks and then once I left that and needed some sort of alternative, eventually found NC Fit that kind of like helped me out just um, transition from job to job and I had a good competitive um, nature to me so kind of worked my way through that and then part of my previous job it got to the point where I felt like I wasn't um, fulfilling something that I felt like I needed to do I always wanted to make sure that I can help kind of give back to people so I reached out to kind of figure out like how did they become a coach it was kind of in my previous educational background um, and eventually worked my way through the internship so um got the part-time and then eventual full-time offer. So I've been, I think my two-year anniversary with like working for NC Fit's coming up in April. So, wow. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I do want to dive into your education um, um, in a bit, but I'm interested, were you an athlete with NC Fit before getting started coaching? Yeah. How did that, what did that progression look like? Yeah. So I started at the Saratoga location. Um, first there I was I did mainly PPT for a while so I did the performance power training I really wanted to just focus on general strength building and then some sort of conditioning piece as well um, because I came from like a football and lacrosse background so my my body was always accustomed to like you're gonna lift something heavy and then we'll do a little conditioning after or some vice versa type thing um, so I sort of transitioned to that and then as my uh desire to sleep in came in a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> i would miss ppt class and the next available class was our what now nc60 classes were so kind of did that 
figured I, I actually enjoyed those a little bit more. I saw a lot more sustainable results pretty quickly with that. Not that I didn't enjoy doing PPT. I still did it with some balance, but I really enjoyed the 60 classes and the, the people and being able to push myself on that aspect. So I worked through that once I got to Santa Clara, um, continued on sort of with that aspect as well. So, and then eventually got the courage to ask, um, Dennis, who was the operator at that time about the, the next progressions. It was pretty cool. Um, had really great coaches. Frankie, who's still here was my prep coach, uh, Chris as well. Um, so I kind of got to work through that and it's kind of cool now to essentially be in similar positions as well with them. Absolutely. When your idols become your, yeah. your coworkers. <laughs> yeah. Whenever he takes my class at Mountain View, I'm like, Hey guys, you see this? It's like, he taught me and now I'm teaching you. It's Full like circle. you've been given the force. Yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, so what was the internship program like? What did that consist of? It was really cool. So um, I got to, I was shadowing for a couple months. Um, I was following along. I pretty much, I got my level one. And then literally the next day I showed up at 5 a.m. and was shadowing right away. I did like three hours in the morning because then I had to go to my regular job. Um, so I shouted for a good portion of time and then Marvin eventually took over the process of teaching, uh, coaching me a little bit for more through it. And then it progressed into that week long prep period that we used to have. So I'd kind of shadow slowly teach one movement and then it was teach more movements Then it was teach prep course. And this is prep course. This is your thing now. So as I worked through that and got more confidence and they saw my ability to grow, then it became, okay, here's nc45 now after at the end of the day which we had the one class at night so i do prep course nc45 once prep course if there was no prep course i would assist the 60 um at that time frame and then it move on from there and then it eventually became like more and more responsibilities um ability to teach a little bit more movements or teach the warm-up or break down the brief things of that nature and then slowly got more and more confident until they gave the go-ahead and offered the part-time position that's was, awesome. Yeah. So it sounds like you were shadowing in the morning, mm -hmm. working your full job yep. all day, and then coming back to coach at night. Correct. Wow. Yeah. It was a long, a lot of long days, but it, it was <laughs> well worth like it. it. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, in, that's insane. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to have really um, helpful roommates to take care of my dog during those days because I kind of, I gave them the prep ahead of time. I was like, guys, this is something I really want to go for, but I'm, I'm going to need some help. And I wouldn't be able to be able to do like what I do now without their, uh, their help being able to just watch Sunny for most of the day. Totally. Shouts out to dog dads yeah. and uh, good friends. Yeah. yeah. It makes, makes it all worth it. Um, so what was your, I know you worked with the sharks, but what was your educational background like? Yeah. So I, um, I went the JUCO route first. Uh, I went to Monterey Peninsula College, got my AA there, and then I transferred to Cal Poly. And then I knew I wanted to work in sports in some capacity. So I um, was in the journalism program. And I thought I was going to be a sports anchor because I've always enjoyed being able to talk and interact with people. And I thought maybe I'd be like a sports anchor or um, like some sort of TV personality type thing. Um, let's just, I wasn't able to complete a couple assignments on time. So I'd take an incomplete on one of my classes. And then from there, the only available journalism courses that I could take in order to continue to progress through was my was a PR track. And I just took it so that way I can get units because my goal was to try to be done in about two years and then, you know, keep going. And I really enjoyed the PR track a little bit more. So I, I kind of backed away from um, the news writing and reporting stuff and went more PR so that way I can potentially maybe work behind the scenes with some stuff. Um, and then I... I did that for a little bit. I was able to go with my lacrosse team and then work with Cal Poly's um, 
NCAA teams and just kind of get an understanding. And then I, I got curious, as journalism students do, we tend to think and look at everything and try to figure out how it works. Um, so I talked to the AD there, and then I said, I want to be somewhere in maybe your position or something along those lines. Like, what's the next best step? And he told me about University of San Francisco's sport management program. And so I applied. I was fortunate enough to get it on the first try. And then from there, it was two years every Tuesday night from like 6 to 10 p.m., um, just learning, getting really applied experiences there, and then just kind of chipped away, chipped away, got really, really cool classmates, um, our cohort, and it's been, it was really beneficial in the long run. Really pleased that I took that initial jump and at least asked um, Don at the time, the AD for Cal Poly, what the next step should be. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like <coughs> at the very beginning that I heard you say, like, you – you wanted to connect with people. You wanted to talk with people like through, yeah. you know, the, the container, the lens of fitness mm -hmm. to some degree, whether that was sports or otherwise. Right. Yeah. Would you agree or does, does coaching kind of align with that same mission? Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable talking in front of people. I have a, a, a I feel like a good personality for it. Um, <laughs> Humble not, brag. Yeah. Just two horns <laughs> over here. Um, but it, it hits a lot of those same things um, that the journalism education taught me. So like additional research purposes, be able to speak clearly, understand, and um, seeing, correcting, all that jazz. So it's very similar to writing a story or anything along those lines. You have to make sure the information is correct. So it, it kind of transitioned very well, and I felt very confident kind of stepping in that role right away because previous education kind of set me up for success. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever encountered a time where um – you know, I think as coaches, we've all had that very stubborn athlete or yeah. someone that's very set in their ways. Have you been able to draw on that experience from reporting and investigating and all these different things to help in that? Yeah, most definitely. I think previous jobs have helped as well. So I, my old job, I dealt with a lot of very proud individuals, high-level, C-level executives in the Bay Area um, who are very specific on their ways. So if they don't appreciate like the way that we're trying to do something, they try to force it. And I had to be able to kind of stand up and find that way to communicate, show that this is why we do it. Um, and that kind of really transitioned well here because there's athletes that are like, no, I only moved this way. I'm like, no, that's not going to cut it. Like, that's not safe for you. That's not safe for everybody around. So we kind of talk. I want to make sure that I can like break into them, find something that's going to kind of click and then build those relationships early and often. So that way, when I speak, they actually listen. It's not so much like, oh, he's just coaching or like they don't have the emotional connection. That's usually my goal is to try to build upon the relationships that I've already established with maybe some someone new, someone in the old. So that way when I'm like, hey, guys, bring it in. It's kind of like they drop what they're doing. Like, oh, he's going to say something important. I need to come talk to him. Yeah. yeah. How do you go about building that relationship and that rapport? Um, just small side conversations. So use the warm-ups pretty because that's usually the most mellow time any strength component like today's workout has a, a longer strength session so in between their breaks and things like that i usually go check in and see how their day was um i like to see if i can notice something new about them so when athletes get new shoes or new pants or something like that i feel like i can kind of see like something different so i'll come talk to them kind of break in see what they're doing what their day is like um what they do for work find those commonalities because i feel like i've had a pretty diverse um work background as well as like my family as well so i i feel like i have a good understanding of a lot of things so that way i can try to connect with anybody that kind of comes through the door as best i can yeah how have you seen that you know pay off long run 
Yeah, um, that's how I got my first uh, like personal client. So it okay. was yeah, it was kind of those same aspects. He was very quiet in my prep course, and then a um, couple months down the road of just like talking to him, it wasn't like a goal of mine to be like you're gonna be my prep or my personal client. It was just like just general chatting, seeing how he's doing, um, what he's up to for the rest of the day, um, how his work going, stuff like that. And then he felt confident enough to be like, hey, I want to get better at this stuff. What do you think of like working together? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm happy to do. Um, so it's definitely built in. Um, if people feel like they have injuries, even if I'm not the lead coach, sometimes I've seen them kind of come talk to me individually because they feel maybe a little bit more comfortable and just like, hey, I'm not feeling good on this aspect. What do you think I should do? And, you know, I know that's our job as coaches to be able to help um, scale appropriately for them. So building that rapport, I felt like has definitely um, given me a leg up in terms of making sure that when they see me, they get excited, they're happy, they want to have a good time and they know that I can help provide that as best I can for that hour. Yeah, absolutely. And that there's, it's really hard, right? Like as coaches, oftentimes you're put on this pedestal, right? There's kind of this power dynamic mm -hmm. and it sounds like you've been able to, to kind of break that barrier a little bit. Yeah. Mountain View was definitely a little bit easier than Santa Clara because I was a athlete for a long time at Santa Clara before I became like a coach there. So it was, maybe that was my own perception. Um, mm. uh, but I always wanted to at least make it a point like, Hey, you know, I do know what I'm talking about. Um, I've, I was in the trenches essentially with you guys. I'm just getting kind of like a more behind the scenes look. So I try to use that as more of leverage there. It's like, Hey, this is what I did for this workout. Like we wrote down like what we're, what we're hoping for. These were the targets that I hit for it. Let me know, like, this is what I think you should be able to do. And that kind of I think that eased some sort of um, middle ground for a lot of people. They're like, oh, he went from athlete to coach. I didn't try to be all, like all power hungry. I just try to talk to them as individuals, as someone that I now have a behind the scenes look and can break things down a little bit easier than as opposed to a coach that's just coming in and then just being like the need to show that they know their information type thing. Totally. So, yeah. And it, it also, you know, like you said, it levels the playing field, but it also shows the members, the other coaches that like you're bought into this program too, right? Yeah. I think it's so important. And there's so many times, so many gyms that I've walked into that the coaches aren't doing the programming that the athletes are doing. They're yeah. on some competitive track or they're doing something different. Um, so do you most often take the class before you teach the class? Um, so I try to at least listen to it for sure. So I, li I like to um, pop my head in and watch whoever the coaches um, teach it first. It's hard if I'm opening because then right. it's just me. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, but I do like to take the classes. I've, I've seen huge results just for me personally. Um, I used to have really bad atrophy in this leg. And I remember kind of sitting on my couch similar to this and I was like flexing my legs and they looked really small. And then one day, like I want to say like a month after just doing the programs, I looked again and I wasn't flexing. They were much larger and I like, it was kind of a cool confidence boost. So ever since then, I was like been very adamant about taking the classes. I enjoy the program. I like working with all the athletes. I was thinking about that today on my drive over here is like, I wish I could take, you know, a class with all the athletes, but I just, I don't have that flexibility. I'm usually right. coaching them. So it's, there's people like I want to be able to compete against and have fun with. Um, but yeah, I, if I'm have the opportunity to take class, I definitely want to take it. And it, it's a big testament to the community. Yeah. Right. Like as much as you're a coach, you're, you're a friend, Yeah, you know, you're, you're someone that, like you said, you've built 
time into your day and into your class to connect with these athletes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to show that it's not like we're not, um, all powerful. Right. So like I, I'm going to scale workouts to make sure that I'm successful that workout you should as well. So that way you're successful as well. Not just, Oh, I see RX weight. I have to do RX. It's, it's a weird mentality that I always want to make sure that I break. So I'll, when I take the class, I want to make sure that they see like, Oh, he's, he's going to his ability and we should too. Type totally. Thing. Yeah. Like leading by example. Yeah, most definitely. Absolutely. So outside of NC fit, mm -hmm. what are, what are you getting into? Hanging out with my dog a lot. Yeah. She's uh, the pride and joy for sure. So yeah. <laughs> Um, I like to read, play games, hang out with family, um, a lot of typical stuff. Um, I don't get to see them a whole lot when I try to communicate or watch common shows that my mom does. On top of that, I'm trying to build a little bit more um, educational purposes for myself, so maybe try to start learning some new languages. I have a language app I've been using, um, reading, what are my next steps? I just got the level two, so what's the next career kind of step type thing that I want to focus in on it? kind of just continue to piece in. That's what I use of the bulk of my extra time. Totally. Yeah. I, I'm totally intrigued and this has nothing to do with fitness, but what, what show are you and mom's uh, uh, watching? She, she got me on lost in space, which is lost on in space. Yeah. On Netflix. Yeah. It's the Robinson family. It was, I think it was an older TV show. Um, but the Netflix has kind of revamped. Re yeah. Remastered it, revamped it. I watched probably a little bit too much this Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, but it was it was a good time. I really enjoy it. Um, it's like it's a nice connection because mom's, you know, Monterey area, so I can uh, we can watch similar shows or I can recommend shows for her and she'll watch it, vice versa. And it kind of like we have something to talk about in addition to all the other stuff that we have usually going on in the day. It's just nice type thing to add in. Totally. And mm -hmm. you guys go to the Niners games together too, right? Correct. Yeah, I've been going since I was four years old, um, or she's been at least been able to take me since i was four years old um back in the candlestick days. yeah back in the candlestick days it was cool um a lot of nostalgia there even if i drive up to san francisco once in a while i like to look over towards candlestick point and just remember what it used to look like because obviously the stadium's gone now but <laughs> a falling down yeah it's stadium. gone yeah it's <laughs> mia um but yeah it, it that's one of the most rewarding experiences i think i've ever had is just being able to go to games with her and uh regardless of whether or not we're always there um beginning to end usually an hour and a half maybe two hours early um watch watch the practices eat food just sit there and just kind of hang out and talk and all the general up to the game so it's now we take the vta in so it's like the hour on the vta from where we get on our stop to the stadium talking interacting in the game all the pregame stuff and then just kind of hang out for a couple hours it's nice Hell yeah. yeah. And your sister is really involved in that too. Yeah, right? my cousin. Yeah. Cousin. Yeah. Yeah. She's um she's a sports anchor. She's a sports anchor for KSPW down in the Monterey County. So she's the, the nighttime like lead sports anchor there. Super rad. Yeah. So Hell she yeah. it's been it's been cool. It's a whole family affair. She got to go to both of the um playoff games this year as like media team, which is pretty neat, and we got to see her on the field and kinda of take a snapshot photo with her. That's awesome. Yeah. And you also went to the Super Bowl. I did. Yeah. Tell that us was, about it. That was a, a mission and a half. That was a, a wild and crazy sort of um, travel schedule. I took a red eye pretty much Friday night, a um, couple flights, like went to Atlanta, quick sprint over to my next flight to get to Miami. And I mean sprint because I literally had to like run from terminal to terminal, like half asleep basically. <laughs> 
That's your fitness showing. Yeah, That's it was it was good. For. Yeah, four hundred meter uh, ruck run for time. <laughs> I usually, it was pretty gnarly. Um, the Super Bowl experience was unlike anything I think I could ever imagine. Obviously, the result did not end in the the way I, my family and I wanted, being Niner fans. But the overall atmosphere and the experience is something else. It's being able to say that you went to the hundredth, you know, season, uh, the NFL, and be able to experience all that encompasses with that. So there was like legends there, the spectacle that it was put on. It was just, it was out of this world, and be able to do that with my mom was a full culmination of it. It was super fantastic. It was awesome for sure. I'm so jealous. Yeah. I'm trying not to kill you with my eyes right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm so jealous. I got a lot of I got a lot of Instagram DMs about like, "Why you're there?" and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm really there." And then you obviously get the 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 not so friendly people when you come back like, "Oh, you traveled all that way to watch your team lose." And I'm very polite in my responses and just <laughs> like, "Yeah, it really sucked to spend that nice quality time with my mom and enjoy a Super Bowl." What were you doing again? "Oh, you're on your couch." That's right. Oh, Sorry about it. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so just So I got to ask cuz it's the NC Fit Insider. Yeah. What was your take on the uh, halftime show? It was awesome. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my big thing whenever I coach, if, if there's any sort of dynamic hip movement, I'll usually say, hey, guys, like a wise lady once said, the hips don't lie. So I had a little <laughs> bit of leverage for the last couple of weeks. Is like, I told you, the hips don't lie. See? There you go. Make them work. And That's was, why we got it clean. Yeah, it was it was something else. So I, like, I watched it again, um, the halftime, just to be able to watch it from the other side because we were on the sort of the, the backside. Got it. Um but being able to see like as they're staging and performing and things like that, uh, it was it was really neat to kind of see the progressions of where the acts were going, and then to be able to watch it again and really see all that put together, it was it was really cool. Yeah, that's a huge production. Yeah, it's no incredible it they can fit that in in a halftime. Yeah, and the like the the breakdown and setup of all all the things is insane. The pit crew they probably should be on professional NASCAR teams to be honest. Cause they might be, they might be. <laughs> it was so quick, so quick in comparison to like how much stuff was actually out there and how much moving parts to be able to connect and you know, everything that has to go right because the world is watching this instant. And it was right. It's pretty gnarly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. It was awesome. So it was the big takeaway from the Super Bowl. Um, appreciate the moments. I mean, unfortunately, um, like Kobe Bryant and the other, you know, right. passengers that passed away fairly recently before that. It was one of those moments. It was, that was more of an eye-opening experience. It was like, you have to be able to appreciate and do things that you want to do right now and then because nothing is obviously guaranteed. Um, so being able to have that experience with my mom is once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for sure. Um, so take advantage of the things that are coming there. If there's something you want to do, you got to go do it. Um, it's always easy enough to say like, no, I'll do it later. Oh, I'll put that off later. I can do that another time. Like just go do it. Go get it done. It's going to feel much better, whether it's like a couple work emails or a major trip that you've always wanted to do. You should really go just take it, take that advantage and go do it for sure. So what's the next thing you're taking advantage of? What's the next thing you're doing? Um, I was working on that a little bit today. So just trying to plan the next steps more professionally. And there's a couple different options, whether or not like specialty wise, I want to focus in on or, um, anything else along those lines. So whether it's like maybe go like more stronger gymnastics track or build, be the, be like the gymnastics coach or be the conditioning coach, or we have weightlifting coaches and things like that, that have those specialties. So what's my big thing. And I want to sit down and really like focus in on it and then make my more detailed game plan. once I get to that point, but it was kind of, it's been really, 
that like fire is starting to burn pretty like heavy again once it once I came back from that. So it's not that I it was ever dead, but this time it's like someone just poured gasoline on it and the sucker's starting to rare bigot yeah right yeah. you're like fired up ready to go yeah it was it was well, i mean i didn't play in the game but i had having played you know football lacrosse growing up and things like that it's more uh competitively at lacrosse it was one of those passions of like i need i feel like i want to get something big in this again so finding that aspect where can i translate and push that sort of forward with was um the transition into functional fitness and what we do at NC fit kind of seamless between, was it like you had left lacrosse and, and kind of left the field and transitioned into this? Um, to a certain extent. Yes. It was, uh, like the, I was more accustomed to like really short sprints. So I'm a very like quick reaction type thing. I have a faster sprint and quicker lifts, um, than I think longer ones. So long duration kind of hurt a little bit more <laughs> um so I'm, I'm more accustomed to kind of like embracing a really short suck versus a longer one so that i'm still working on building that capacity a little bit more totally um shout out to gabe for being able to teach that 10 minute all leg bike that's kind of helped kind of progress that nice gritty feeling totally um but other than that it's been seamless like i i remember just trying to reflect on all the uncomfortable long runs or anything along those lines of just I have to be on the field right now like I have to just kind of suck it up so it's you get to that point where like the workout's almost done just finish you're right there just bring it home then you can rest type thing so right it's transitioned pretty well yeah I think it was um Josh Bridges was reflecting on like seal training or something and Mm -hmm. and he said one thing they can't do is stop time yeah. Right. So like the end of the workout's going to come the end of whatever this, this suffering or pain cave or mm-hmm. embracing the suck, whatever it is. Right. Like it's going to end. Yeah. And we've dealt as like individuals with far harder things on life. A 15 or 20 minute workout is not going to end us. We have, you know, dealt with other outside stresses, work, life, whatever it may be. Right. And so to kind of just sit there and put that in perspective really changed my mindset. Um, it took a little bit of time uh, to kind of get that mindset. But once that really started to click in and I became like my own um, positive voice in my own head, like, it's fine. You're doing okay. You've done harder stuff. Just keep moving. We got 10 more minutes and we're going to be fine. Totally. And I think that so many people get lost in that little bit of positive self-talk. Yeah. That it seems like this insurmountable thing we're asking you to do. And there's no, there's no means are we saying like, it's all going to be rainbows and butterflies because that would be selling you a false package. Mm-hmm. But just the, you got this. Yeah. Right. I can try. Yeah. It's 10 minutes. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot of the stuff I try to reinforce. And those are like quick side conversations during the workouts. Like, all right guys, you're doing great. And then if I see someone like you could see on their face, like, Oh, things aren't going well. <laughs> so it's a quick walk over. I'm like, Hey, we've done harder stuff. You're doing fine. Just keep moving. Focus on your next rep. Perfect. There's one. Let's get another one. There we go. Now you have some momentum. Keep it going. You're doing fine. And you can kind of see that like wash over. Like, okay, I got this. I can keep moving type situation wave of relief yeah like oh okay it's not the end of the world (laughs) no it's just deadlifts it's just 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 deadlifts deadlifts. it's close to the end of the world but turns out just deadlifts still there yeah (laughs) so um this has been awesome yeah where can people find you and get Uh, connected yeah instagram uh 
I think one of my our black. I never remember this. Everybody asks me, "What's my Instagram handle?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Like the worst social media person ever. It is our Blackwell eighty five twenty five, or just go to nc.fit and then search for the most handsome person on the app. There you go. He has been featured on the page, guys. He has been featured. Um, Please be sure to connect with Ryan on Instagram. Come by Mountain View. Say, hey, what days are you there? What times? Every day, pretty much. Monday, Tuesday from the morning until afternoon. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm there afternoon until about closing usually. There you go, guys. You know where to find him. Thanks so much, Ryan. Thank you so much.